Welcome back. You're about to listen to the second part of a two-part episode two of Wholesome Chats. In episode two of Wholesome Chats, we're having a conversation with the brilliant group We Are Bloody Great. They have an Instagram page. You can follow them by searching We Are Bloody Great on Instagram. They post regular content and a lot of information around menstruation. In this chat, you're hearing the second part where I get to talk to Jess, Danny, Anna and Varsh, my brilliant guests around the importance of speaking about menstruation and the various intricacies of what it means to be someone that menstruates. If you haven't heard the first part, please go ahead and listen to it now before listening to this part. The second part is just as good as the first one, but it will be much better if you listen to the first part before it. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy part two. So, in this part here, I ask Varsh an important question around menstruation and why, in particular, it's a tough subject to speak about with friends and family. And I won't go to too much length, but that's roughly the nature of the question I'm asking. Do you really want to go there? <laughs> That's why we're um, okay, so I think historically a lot of things minorities experience isn't spoken about. And in regards to this topic, women are, are a minority here. Um, so what we, what we experience as women is just not seen as important throughout the centuries. We were essentially seen as property. We couldn't vote, we couldn't drive, we couldn't get a job really. So I think, unfortunately it makes sense why it's an uncomfortable topic that being in quotes, quote marks, mm. um, and why it's not discussed enough. Um, and I also wanted to mention that it was only 50 years ago that the Equal Pay Act was introduced. So 50 years ago sounds like a long time, but if you look at just our history, the history of Earth, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> ancient traditions, like 50 years wasn't that long ago for men and women to be paid equally. So It's almost as if you studied law. Oh, really? I mean, <laughs> I guess I have some knowledge from that, too. I'm joking. Um, so I think there's a lot more remodelling to do within the law and on a global scale, which will help fight the fight discrimination and which will make this topic spoken of more often and without any stigma. And yeah, I also wanted to mention that being a coloured female born and raised in London being exposed to this conversation, it's uncomfortable, but it's still not the worst exposure in comparison to someone that, like a female my age living in a like a developing country. Um, and I was speaking about this in terms of just what values are. And around the world, there are different countries, there are different continents and everyone has different values. So in order to normalize something like periods and different taboo topics, it would take a lot for the whole world um, to contribute towards that, which is very difficult. And this is why I think it's taking so long, even being in 2021, I said that right, I thought it was 2020, um, being in 2021 and that we're having this conversation here today um, as for women, it's still something I class as uncomfortable, not because I find it uncomfortable, but because society has told me it's uncomfortable. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, 
it, it's it's lack of education, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, I've been th- I've been thinking. I think lack of education allows m- allows space for ignorance, essentially, for opinions that are simply not true, like periods being dirty or impure or embarrassing. And I think, um, I think we find it embarrassing because we know very little about them, mm-hmm. right? Because if we like that knowledge, our brain naturally can just tell us to to hide them just yeah. simply because we know very little we don't have that knowledge to kind of help us be more confident about topics like periods yeah and it goes back to what i was saying about you get intimidated by you don't under- what you don't understand it, yeah. and i also think that a lot of people think that periods are just you bleed once a month and that's it mm. so i think <laughs> Don't, people don't seek to know more because they think that's all, that's all there is. Um, but yeah. Yeah, one thing I want to add back to the education, like doing sex ed back in school, I'm pretty sure it's, it's, still, it's still the same. Yeah. It's, it's slowly changing. It's slowly changing, but yeah. Not, yeah. not enough. Yeah. Like uh, you're taught how to put a condom on a banana and when it comes to period, you are taught that once a month you bleed, cover up with a tampon or a, um, or a pad, they don't even go over different other uh, products like a cup or, or or a sponge or whatever and even when you go to the doctors like I've noticed so many times I would go to the GP in the waiting room and I would see uh, leaflets for like pregnancy or some funky as um, uh, food disease yeah. <laughs> but but there's nothing about periods like how how is a funky food disease more relevant than a period yeah it's yeah, not exactly. yeah yeah Wow, I'm really curious about this disease. Funk. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like you get a mix of funk and food poisoning. <laughs> so next, I ask the girls about some of the universal truths about what it means to experience menstruation. We've spoken about the relative truths and the fact that Different individuals will experience different degrees of pain and will experience different symptoms throughout the cycles. Now I'm trying to understand what are some of the universal truths that apply to everyone that menstruates. And here's the answer. Uh, Go for it. (laughs) So I'd like to share some um, interesting, some of them quite fun facts about periods that... Uh, we got from this book called uh, This Period in My Life, which is an amazing guidebook for young people. It's very straightforward, full of illustrations, very simple, uh, but also very encouraging, understands how the topic of periods can be very embarrassing. Um, did I say what it's called? This yeah. Period in My Life by, um, <laughs> by Saskia Bujo. And some of the facts are periods can start anywhere between the ages of 8 and 15 years old. So, for example, if there's a, if there's a person who's um, 10 years old and they got their period and they go to the friend and be like, I got my period. And that per- the friend didn't get the period and they can go through their teenage years not having period and that could bring shame. So if you don't have that knowledge that, no, actually, periods can start from age 8 to 15. That's the truth. So just because I've started early doesn't mean I am, I'm working, my body works better than yours. It's mm. just the fact that we yeah. should embrace and understand. Um, it can last between four to seven days. Some women have lighter periods. Some women have much heavier and longer periods, unfortunately. Another interesting fact, you bleed between six to eight teaspoons of periods. So I don't know if that's a law or 
Is that for one, one period? Yeah. Yeah. That's actually so, not that so a lot. So between six to eight teaspoons of blood is lost over the course of four to seven days. It's actually not a lot, That's but not, it feels a lot. Like, yeah. yeah. And um, you'll actually have about 400, between 400 to 500 periods in our lifetime, in, in your lifetime. So imagine going through life, bleeding 500 times, and then not speaking about it. It's, it's, yeah. it's like... Huh? I think it's like when you see it, yeah. it's, it looks a lot on a pad or like on a cup. Yeah. But when someone says, oh, it's just a teaspoon, it's like... Yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. A cop yeah. has actually shown me that we don't bleed a lot. I feel like yeah. when I had a pad and tampon, it would look a lot more gruesome and a lot more a lot more blood than it yeah. actually is. But a cup is like... I agree. Right? I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, last one. There are 200 million people in general um, menstruating right now. So... Wow. So it's like, why aren't we talking about this? <laughs> right? Um, 200 million people. Wow. 300 million you said um other thing i wanted to add about fundamental truths is that pms is a real thing um some people might um so in this part i ask anna to explain exactly what the acronym pms means so pms stands for premenstrual syndrome premenstrual syndrome um and like i said is a real thing some people might think that um that some women might be just exaggerating, but no, like it is a real thing. It affects three and four women. Um, and like Jess already mentioned, symptoms can be headaches, fatigue, bloating, and irritability. Uh, the thing is that you might experience these things without even realizing they are related to your cycle. Um, and therefore tracking and paying attention to it is, is it could be very helpful for you. Um, there's also something else, which um, again, this is a, a learning journey for all of us. Um, there's something else called PMDD, which is premenstrual dysphoric disorder, um, which is uh, even more um, severe um, PMS. You would you could say so. It's it's kind of the same symptoms, but they're more um, exaggerated. Exaggerated. So yeah. So you, you can you can experience things like depression, tension, uh, mood swings, um, lasting anger. Um, so yeah. So just don't think that we are exaggerating because it, it is it is very true it's very true um pain is also very com- common in menstruation as I, as i said um as we we've spoken most, multiple times some, sometimes it could be paralyzing i have personal experience where um i almost crawled from my bedroom to my to my bathroom and i couldn't move and i couldn't get myself into the shower and i was about to call the ambulance so it can be very, very um, detrimental. But again, this is all subject, subjective to each person's experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 90% of menstruators experience various sim- symptoms. So again, as I said, um, it can be subjective to, to your body and your cycle like yeah. anything else. Yeah, and can I just add that um, I think often we tend to dismiss period pain as like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're just on your period. But if a lot of us, if some of us experience pain to the point of not being able to walk I think it's really really important to look into that I don't think we should normalize period Mm. pain at all Mm. and I think that um, period health is under researched Mm. is not taken seriously so yeah yeah. I agree Um, one thing that I thought of straight away was that now that I kind of understand 
my period, I've realized that every month when my period does come, it's not going to be exactly the same as the month before. So we're always here for a surprise. (laughs) Every month is different, but you can still allocate specific dates to specific feelings and then you can kind of see what your needs are um, which is personalised to you through tracking your period or through just being more aware of your own body. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important to realise that no two cycles will be the same, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. Like, just be patient with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Fact. Um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it takes, so for young people who menstruate, it takes up to five years for periods, for your period to become regular. So you just have mm. to be patient with it, as you said. Um, also, I just wanted to add one more thing. Uh, when we talk about how periods can affect your emotions and your mental health, um, is to do with hormones that are released and to your body in different times of your cycle. Um, so those hormones can obviously generate different types of emotions and feelings, and that's why they can be um, tracked and they can be related to your to your cycle. Yeah, okay. we will we will have a post about different. Um, hormones that happened throughout the cycle and Mm. we have linked each hormone to a female um, artist and a a famous female person and we got the idea from um, Maisie Hill who's you you mentioned she's an author of period power so I think that was quite fun yeah because it makes it easier to understand what each hormone does yeah because it's quite scientific Mm. just a reminder if you go on Instagram and you search we are bloody great you find the girls brilliant page with regular updates and all the information you need to understand more about menstruation up next i asked the girls about journaling and the importance of keeping track of how you feel while you're menstruating what you're about to hear is the response to that question oh um for me journaling it just helps me visually understand each day of my cycle. And like I mentioned before, the Flow app is kind of where I journal. So it's not like me and pen and paper. I mean, I do that sometimes too. Mm -hmm. But the Flow app itself is on my phone and I can see it daily. And then it will also give you suggestions of what other women feel at this time in their cycle. And they show you percentages of what you could be feeling too. And then at the end of every month, it generates a kind of like a diary of, different things that you've experienced and then links it to different articles so I just find the app in general very helpful and just tracking in general helpful because it shows what day you're on what you could be feeling and then you kind of personalize it to what you are actually feeling and you can see a re a reoccurrence um, every month even though two months aren't the same there will still be kind of like an underlying pattern and wave of what you're feeling and what you will feel Um, and I also want to say that like that we're all very unique and different, like no two bodies will be the same. And in my personal experience, I have an older sister. And when it was my time to like start my period and I was kind of lost and everything, I would just follow what she did. And I realized that doesn't work for me. Like even though we have the same genetics and DNA, um, it won't, it may work, but for me it didn't work. And I had to kind of learn by myself and realize what works for me and what doesn't. So yeah. Yeah, so, as, as Vash said, it's all about patterns. So I think, for example, for me, I might not experience a lot of the emotional side that, for example, Jess, we already mentioned, um, might feel, but I feel a lot of the physical. Um, and that's why in that case, it's subjective to each person. 
um, experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to also add that I think all of us in, in, the, in this group feel that periods really, really matter. But I think it's also important to acknowledge people who menstruate. And I know someone personally who doesn't think that periods uh, matter. Um, I have a friend who doesn't think that her periods her period matter. And she, she says that she can actually experience shame about not finding her period as important. There are some women who actually don't find periods and period health as, or even like their reproductive system um, as, as their identity. And I think it's important to actually not shame there's no there's no place in shame for that yeah um that makes sense yeah um for me when it comes to journaling that's not personally that's not something that i would do in detail but going back to to the cycle which we are um sort of um um, talking about but i don't think we uh, we mentioned what what it is exactly so cycle isn't just um, being on a period cycle is also before and, and after period which also affects your mood so you can so uh, the hormones that are responsible for regulating all of that in your body when your period comes and when it finishes also has an effect on your mood so you might be feeling um, either energetic because of the stage that you are in your cycle or you might be feeling uh, drowsy and fatigued because of the stage so some uh, some uh, someone would would experience that they are happy um, right in the middle of the cycle. So like um, after maybe ten or fifteen days after the period finishes, like this is where they are coming now. It's like I'm ready to go out and I'm ready to drink. Some um, women would feel opposite. So that's why it's so important to journal and keeping track with the flow app. Uh, with any app that you can because that there are quite a lot if if you research um if you see and there are so many and so many of them can can be good for yeah. different sort yeah. of people yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um i'd like to just add to what danny said about different cycles but for example through tracking my cycle i realized so the cycle should i just explain what the cycle is split into like giving the names as well so we learned from period power book by Maisie hill that the cycle is split into for seasons, so she's named them out of four seasons to kind of make it um, more interesting and more fun. So when you're menstruating, you're in winter, you're bleeding, you're, 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 you just want to like curl up and be comfy. And when you're finishing your period, you're, you become a bit more open towards the world, like towards, towards everyone and everything around you, you're more open. And you're in spring, as you said, you're like, let's go, you know? And then you go through, that's the second sa- stage of your cycle. Then you go through the third um, stage of your cycle, which is uh, summer. You're, you're ovulating. You're still quite of um, interested in the world. You're flirty. You're, you're fun. Uh, but you're kind of approaching that si- side where you're kind of, you want to go back to yourself, which is your autumn phase, where it tends to last between like 10 to 7 days. And through using that kind of that that strategy um, by tracking my cycle, I realized that unfortunately my autumn lasts two weeks, and that's not for every every woman. So, mm. like you said, every cycle is can be quite different. Mm. Um, another thing that is very subjective um, on periods, just just for me to mention right now, is 
um, whatever period product you use, it has to do with whatever you feel comfortable with. Because mm. I think women have the, this perception there's only one or two period products that you can yeah. use throughout your your whole life. But I think I grew up thinking that pads were the only and holy thing for you to use. <laughs> yes. And um, the more I grew up, the more I understand, wait a minute, for my lifestyle and for my the way I like to live my life and my own physical body, there's other options out there mm-hmm. so um i think that's also very important to think about like explore and and, and see what what it works best for you yeah that's yeah. it yeah and i'm actually going to talk about some of the period pad period products so there's more than just a pad if you don't like mm-hmm. the idea of blood coming out um and you don't like the idea of a tampon because mm-hmm. who likes the idea of a, of a dry tampon like leaving your oh. body it's just the worst <laughs> experience ever yeah. there was a cup menstrual menstrual mm-hmm. Menstrual menstrual cup. Menstrual cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the great thing about it is that they're really good for the environment in a sense mm-hmm. that you don't use it and then chuck it away like you would tampons. You can use them for up to ten days, ten years, ten days, <laughs> ten years if you look after them carefully. And um, they're good for your body. They're better. They they're safer than 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 a tampon yeah. would be. Yeah, because with a tampon you can get toxic shock syndrome. Um, and I've heard a lot more of cases of women getting it and toxic shock syndrome is essentially when you leave your tampon in for longer than it states and bacteria is formed. Sorry for the TMI, but that's what we're here for. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so you essentially, it feels like fever, you feel not well, but a lot of the women that have got toxic sh- shock syndrome don't even realize it's that and they end up in hospital and they find out that's that. And some women have got it, not even for leaving their, peri- their tampon in for such a long time. So after reading a recent article, I think like a couple of months ago, I invested in a cup and like it's literally changed my life. I find it amazing. Um, and I find it so interesting to see what is like coming out of you. Um, I know some people find that gross, but I think it's really important to see what is, you know, leaving your body and not just feeling gross about it because it's come from within you. So yeah. Yeah, I just want to add once I started to use the cup and and I would look at the content in it. Like, mm. um, yeah, so, um, some people may feel a bit grossed out. Like, oh, this is body fluid. No, like I shouldn't look at it. Like I shouldn't expect it. But I would look at it and I would expect it. Like some of it was like chunky and, 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 and flowy. But I think it's also really important to to look at how your blood looks like because that leads back to your health, like the color of it, yeah. the consistency of it, and however gross it may be. Sorry, <laughs> however gross it may be, it's also really important to know what is coming out of you and how yeah. it looks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah absolutely. I agree. In this next part, I asked the girls what are some of the most important things to keep in mind as someone who doesn't menstruate to be more considerate towards someone who does menstruate? Here's their answer. Um, I think the most vital thing is how it affects someone physically, but as well as mentally. Um, like we've mentioned, some people think that women and um, other people that do menstruate, they think that they exaggerate those symptoms, but it's really important to know that whatever someone is going through, they are going through this. Um, and it's really important to to sit with them and be patient and for example for me sometimes when I menstruate I I get really moody I want to be left alone I don't want to laugh or I don't want to play a game and some people who who don't understand what it is I'm going through like we've mentioned before they may take it personally Mm -hmm. so for someone who 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 doesn't go 
who yeah who doesn't know what is it what what it is and who doesn't go through it um needs to take the time to understand because one if they are in a relationship or if they live with someone who does menstruate unfortunately they are part of it and that brings us to the end of episode two of wholesome chats if you enjoyed it feel free to share it with your friends share it on social media any awareness you can bring to this podcast will really help us grow and spread the word around the wonderful conversations that we're having and enabling. I did ask the girls what their answers were to the question around the most important lesson they've learned in life so far, but unfortunately, that footage has been lost. We will ask them again, we will have them as guests again on our podcast, But I just wanted to say a massive thank you to We Are Bloody Great for finding the time to speak to us today. Go follow them on Instagram, go show them some love, and stay tuned for episode three of Wholesome Chats.